This is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 3, Episode 7. How to be a writer, Part 1. How you can write your own book. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. Today we're going to be looking at one of my favourite topics which is how you can write your own book and how you can be a writer. So before we do, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor, now the Masterclass Session. So if you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on. The next Masterclass Session is going to be with Lord LinkedIn, Peter Collins. If you want some help with your LinkedIn profile, Peter is going to give a Masterclass on how you can do it. So make sure you click on the link to book yourself on. And if you send me a quick email, michael at catalyst.co.uk, something you enjoy from today's episode, you could win a free membership for over 12 months to learn from 12 different masterclass members, which is pretty amazing. So I'm aware these have been getting a little bit longer, have you noticed? And I want to get it down to about 20 minutes because I think that's a good amount of time. I don't want to take too much of your time. And I want to separate this. So it's a little bit different today. Not too many book recommendations, not too many things, parts to it. It's really two parts. The first is my story of how I became a writer and got my my own book published, you know, because if I can do it, you can do it. And the second part is five and six different things you can do to start your writing practice if you've never started writing before. So I, I'm a massive nerd. I've always read. When I was a kid, I used to uh, read the cereal boxes. Every time I ate my cereal, I'd always read on the side and well, what's in the ingredients and what's in the box. And then I used to read so much and write and I wrote my first book at age 10 my own little illustrations about um, I think it was about people being aliens or something and I remember I was so proud of it and I was tended my own little illustrations and I was like oh, I've done my first book and my first degree was in drama and English and then I majored in English and then my master's I did in English so you know I can read and write a fair bit and the first thing that I did was when I left being a teacher I just started writing so much and I wrote something on mental health and physical health and how they went together. And just put it on Amazon as a little ebook. Didn't think anything of it, but it sold over 200 copies. So my mum said to me, she said, you should pay attention to this. So I started writing what I thought was the follow-up, which was what I called spiritual serenity. It was all about spirituality. And I realised as I was writing it, I was like, this is one thing here. Mental, physical, spiritual. And then I added emotional, digital health. And that was my first book. I realised... I had a philosophy, it was five elements, five ways to look after your health, you know, in the modern world. And I realised for me, I was thinking, why does nobody know about this? Why am I not talking about this? So that's why I wrote the book. So that, that was how the first book came about. Now, after I'd written it, I didn't think anything of it. Meaning, you know, I didn't think, let's get a publisher or anything like that. I'd had CBT therapy and one of the best things it taught me was to just write, write every day. You know, write a gratitude journal, just write and I... And that's one of the reasons I feel that I was able to write so well and write a book was just, it was no big thing. I just, I wrote every day anyway. Um, and that's like something I want to encourage you with in the second part of this. So I wrote it and <laughs> my mum said, you should send it to a publisher. So I was like, nobody's going to publish this. Come on, it's my first book. Nobody knows who I am. She said, well, I found a publisher called Austin McCauley based in London. They want 4,000 words. You send them a 4,000 word extract and just what have you got to lose? Now I was thinking about, you know, J.K. Rowling who created Harry Potter and how she got rejected from so many publishers and I thought, yeah, this, nah, this is probably what's going to happen. Anyway, we sent it. I thought, I'll send a spirituality section, but they don't like that. And within a week, they said, we'd like to publish the full 20,000 word manuscript. Can you send it to us? I was like, what? Seriously? 
and so you could say that's very very fortunate you know you first publish it and they wanted to publish it um which i get i guess but what was also interesting was they said to me well actually we'd love to publish your book but we're not going to i was like what and they educated me, so I want to tell you now how it actually works. You're getting your work published if you want to do that. There's three ways you can publish your book. First is self-published. You pay for it to be printed. You do it through Amazon. That's one way of doing it. Uh, and, and that's it. And you can have any book. You could write a book of absolute rubbish and get it printed. The problem with that is there's no assurance of quality, right? You know, is it any good? I don't know. And also, if you want to try and sell copies and make profit, you're not going to make any profit there if you're thinking from a business point of view because you're basically having to pay for the whole thing and then get a very, very kind of small profit if you sell it at um, an extra price. <clears throat> the other option is what's called traditional publishing. If I was a famous person or celebrity or you know somebody who's achieved massive things and they were guaranteed that the book would sell, then they'd publish it. Right. But for me, being the first book I'd ever written, they weren't going to do that. So that's kind of the two ends of the scale. And you might be thinking, well, I'm neither of those. I don't want to self-publish and I'm not famous. Well, that was me. So in the middle, they have what are called vanity publishers. And it's a terrible name, vanity publishing. But what it means is people understand that there are many people like you and me that have written books and they're probably pretty good, but they're not famous uh, and they want to get them out there. So what they do is they say, right, this is the printing cost. If you pay for some of it, we'll pay for some of it. So it's like a halfway house. But then you need to actively promote it, you know, social media, things like that. We'll promote it, you promote it. So it's like a partnership. And I really like that. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So you're still officially published by a, pub a recognized publisher. They have a little feather. That's their little logo. It's on my book. So that I found that. I thought, yeah, that's. I think that's a good idea. So we'll go with that, you know, and this was... Oh, how long was this? Like five years ago? And we, you know, you sign a contract and then you do it. Um, and it was great. So you get you, you get your book published. I never forget opening the cardboard um, box. They sent me 25 copies and holding it and being like, yes. And if you've seen the book, my brother did the artwork for it. And it's a Zentangle. It's this mental health thing. It's very colorful, full of different colors. Just Google the Catalyst book. You'll see it. And um, the pride I felt was huge. It was immense. I'll never forget Sue. My mum's friend was the first person who bought a copy and it, and it just went from there. And I just want to tell you a little bit about my experience over the years after after actually having written the book. I didn't write it for credibility or anything like that, but I realised in the business world, it makes you very credible. If you've written a book about something, and especially if you've had it published to recognised publishers, that's an assurance of quality. So, you know, I sold copies, but then you can also give them away as gifts if you want to. It's your book. You can do what you want with it. People were saying to me, will you sign it for me? Will you put messages I was like yeah what do you want me to say different countries it went to different countries it's you know all around the world in terms of a business point of view it's a great product for prospects because you can send that as a gift or people can buy it they've learned a little bit about you you know and I actually went back and read a poem that's in the end of the first book I wrote and I was like I really like that that's good stuff you can forget once you've created something that you know you're putting something out into the world and by the way once you put it out it's there forever you know it's on Amazon Amazon uh, they send you royalty checks twice a year and the money from the sales uh, you get royalty checks from the publishers um, it's not why you do it but it's, it's nice it's in I think at the Royal there's a library in London it gets put there and you've created something that will outlive you forever you know it's quite powerful that and there's something about it in in the physical form as well when you hold it in your hand you know me, when I talk about creativity, I say it goes from the brain onto the page or into the real world and you hold it, you think, I made that. I like that. That's good. I can do more. It's, it's, it's a very satisfying feeling.
So then, of course, when you've written one book, you think, right, well, what's the next one? And you start to believe you can do it. So I've written a second one, uh, which is going to be coming out hopefully this summer. And <laughs> you can start writing a third one. It gives you a massive boost of confidence and it helps you to make that shift from I want to write a book to I've written it. That's huge. That change, it's it's like the difference between saying I want to start a business and I have a business. You know, I want to be a parent, I have a child. I want to pass my driving test. All these things, once you've actually done it, you feel completely different. It's pretty powerful, actually. It's hard to kind of describe, but I'm doing my best for you. It's a wonderful thing. And if you've ever had any inclination towards writing a book or a series of books, just do it. Seriously, time's going to pass anyway. Just 100% go for it. And then there's one more thing that I wanted to add as well. I'm part of something called the Global Chamber. It's this wonderful community of business people around the world. And there was a series that they put on of global authors. So basically, if you're a member and you'd written a book, we did webinars and educational uh, webinars to tell people how, how I wrote, how they wrote, what was my experience. And I was part of it. So I'll put a link in the show notes and you can watch those. They are brilliant. If you want to hear from people who are different to me, right, who look different to me, sound different to me, who are in different sectors to me, different countries to me, have different approaches to me, I would suggest watching a few of those because it's brilliant. I learned from them. You know, what was their approach? How did they do it? Because that might resonate better with you. And you think, oh, I like Mike, but I'd rather do it like her or I'd rather do my own way. Make sure to watch some of those and get some inspiration because, again, like me, they've been there and done it. And they just share their information totally for free. <laughs> they tell you how they write, how they did it, what their experience was, you know, what they recommend you do. It's definitely worth your time. So the first thing I want to say in encouraging you to write your own book is this. Writers write, right? <laughs> if you write stuff, you are a writer. Don't think you have to be this fancy, amazing title. You have to have published things. And once you've done it, you're a writer. You don't get a certificate, right? If you write anything, you are a writer. It's like art. If you make anything, you're an artist, you're a creative person. So I want to give you five things you can do, kind of six, I've already mentioned one, to start today, the process of writing your book. The first thing is, Begin like I was doing, write every day. Just set a timer on your phone for 10 minutes. I write on my phone, I just have notes on my phone and I write on my phone. You might not want to write on your phone, you might want to use a laptop, pen and paper. It doesn't really matter, whatever suits you, try some different stuff. It sound, people say, you write on your phone? But yeah, it's with me all the time and I'm used to using my thumbs, you know, so it's quite natural for me. But write every day, it doesn't matter what it is, just write for 10 minutes. And you, what you're doing there is you're building a practice, you're building a process of just writing. So like I told you, mine came from CBT therapy I had um, when I had time off from work. And they were saying, write things you're grateful for. And I did. So I wrote things I was grateful for. And then I added a picture and then I had some of my thoughts. And that naturally became a journal, which then naturally led to me writing. So that's the first thing. Just write every day. It doesn't matter what it is, 10 minutes and you, you, know, you are writing. The second thing is a lovely thing is dream up what you'd want it to be, you know. What would you want the front cover to look like? Where, what is it a long book? Is it a short book? Is it first in a series of books? Who's it for? What's your message? And the thing is at this stage, it's really good to not know, by the way. I don't know. Could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? But what I say is dream and plan on the page. Again, on your phone, piece of paper, pen, however you want to do it. What you see in your head, capture it right on the page. You're not trying to make a plan and say, it's got to be like this, it's got to be like that. You're not at that stage yet. You're just saying, well, I don't know, it could be this, it could be this. So, for example, for me, I'd love to write a fictional series. I've got some ideas, I'm working on it. It's not happened yet, but it's just something I can see in my mind. So dream up, you know. You say, rather than saying, I'd like to write a book, what would it be about, you know? 
always start with what you know a lot about or what you feel really strongly about. So for me, my first one was all about health and well-being because I've been through some difficulties with that and I knew a lot about it, so I wrote about it. My second one's about leadership. It's a large part of what catalysts do, so I wrote about it, you know. It's writing what you're living rather than trying to just imaginely, I don't know, create something, reinvent the wheel on a blank page. Don't put yourself under pressure, you know. Just dream it up a bit. What would you like it to look like? And that links into the third thing, and this is a beautiful thing. See it as finished, you know. For me, I, I what I do is I use pictures. Uh, you know, people talk about vision boards. There's something very powerful in that. You've got to start with it in your mind. And so, for example, with my second book, it's not out yet. I know I want it to be red with gold lettering. And I've got, you know, the artwork done. So what I did was I found just a random, you know, red book on Google image and just saved it in my camera and just looked at it regularly. And I'm like, this is what it's going to look like. It's going to be red. It's going to be red. It's going to be red. And I can imagine myself holding, you know, the blue book in one hand, the red book in another one, you know, blue and red pill. Again, what that's doing is it's making it real. It's going from, I would like to write a book one day, someday about something to this is what it's going to look like. It's going to be this color. It's going to be this. And, and have some fun with that. Get excited with that. You know, if you listen to this thing, oh, I don't know, man. What would it, what would it be? You know, would it, I'm not sure. Get excited with that. It's so cool. I didn't realize the impact of the, especially the front cover and the colors, because people, especially the first book, they're like, I love the front cover. I love it. That's going to be in people's homes, right? What you're writing is, just get that in your head. It's going to be in people's living rooms. It's going to be in people's bedrooms. It might be in their bathrooms. <laughs> your product, your little thing, it's going to be everywhere with people. I've seen all sorts of pictures. People sent me them on planes. One friend of mine, her daughter, just loved the front cover. She took it to school with her, right? In a backpack, just because she loved the color of the book. That could be you. So dream it up, you know? It's got to start in the mind. Don't put yourself down. Don't think it's never going to happen. Don't think like that. It is going to happen just by thinking about it. So you're writing every day. That's getting the process going. You're dreaming up what it could be all about. And you're seeing it as finished in your mind, using imagination. Now, this fourth thing to help you is it's your choice, you're public or private. If you're pretty new to writing and you're scared and you're like, Ooh, I'll just keep it to myself, I'd recommend that. Keep it private. Stephen Covey, amazing guy, said, start with a private victory. That leads to a public victory. There's a lot in that. You know, don't tell anybody. Don't say, oh, I'm writing a book. Or Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do because what's it about? When's it coming out? Who's publishing it? That's pressure. You don't want pressure at this stage. So keep it private. Just write it for you and maybe tell somebody, you know, your partner or your parent. Tell your dog. You say, hey, I'm writing a book, you know. Keep it private. Or if you're more established and you're regularly writing, say you write blogs and things like that, and you want a bit of support, I would highly recommend on Twitter, it's a hashtag. So it's hashtag writing community. So writing community, all one word, hashtag writing community. They're amazing. They will like, retweet, share, support, you know, you. It's been amazing for me, especially for my blogs. They'll follow you. They'll read it. They'll comment on it. They will support you. It's an incredible community online of people that are willing to help you. Now, if that scares you, then don't reach out to them yet. Keep it private. But if you're at the stage where you've written something, they even have another hashtag, which is WIP, which stands for work in progress. And you can share your work in progress if you want to get some feedback or something like that. Now, again, you choose. If that scares you, don't do it. If you think, yeah, I'm up for that. And the fifth thing is it's very easy to, once you start to write, to have all these ideas and think, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do that. And you've got one thing 10% done, the other one 30% done. You forget about something else. That is all part of the writing process, by the way. You will have 
all sorts of things once you start writing down. But I would use this phrase, commit to complete. Commit to complete, write one thing, one book. One thing at a time, yeah, and get it done. This is something I'm going to talk about in future episodes, but I always separate it into first draft and then edit. So I'm just writing a first draft. It could be rubbish. I'm not spell checking it, nothing like that. I'm just getting it from my head onto the page. Once I've completed that, I'm like, yes, that's the hardest bit. And then you go into different stages of editing and all sorts. But keep it simple. Don't think about marketing. Don't think about publishing. Don't think about any of that. Just get your first draft done. Commit to completing that, right? One thing at one time, you know? And once you've done that, that is the main thing. It's a very simple approach. It works for me. Other people might tell you different. But there's nothing worse than feeling overwhelmed because you're doing too many things at once, you know? Just write one thing. And if you don't know what that one thing is yet, don't worry about it. Just do your 10 minutes daily writing and it'll start to emerge. You'll find patterns and be like, I'll keep coming back to this or these areas, you know? So commit to that one thing. And the final thing I've kind of mentioned before, but make sure to watch that Global Chamber series because there's something about watching real life people that have done it rather than just thinking, oh, this is, oh, it's impossible. It's not impossible. People have done it. You can be one of those, one of those people. There's something very powerful in that, watching and listening to somebody who's actually done it and learned from them. In a way, you can do it even better than them because they share their mistakes. They're very humble people. So make sure you click on the links and watch a couple of those. So hopefully that's been helpful for you in hearing a bit about me and how I became a writer. And it started a fire inside, you know, you're thinking, do you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Because my favorite motivational speaker, Les Brown, he said, the richest place in the world is the cemetery. Don't die with your best stuff inside you. You know, there's so much good stuff inside you. Writing is one of the best ways to get out and share it with the world. And that's one of the things we're going to look at in the next episode, how your writing can benefit and help the whole world potentially. So until we talk again, pick one thing from today. You might say, do you know what? I'm going to watch those videos or I'm going to... um, start writing every day or I'm going to allow myself to dream of the idea of having my own book you know just just take one of them or maybe even all five of them and even if you don't even if you're not at that stage yet just remember someone somewhere loves you very very much okay take care and speak soon So today's random fact is a brilliant one about William Shakespeare, the very famous English playwright. Get this, he wrote 37 plays and 150 poems. 37 plays. Just Google how long a play is. It's ridiculous. It's such an advanced form of writing. So he wrote 37. He wrote tragedies, he wrote comedies, and he wrote historical plays, and he even wrote 150 poems. How incredible is that? Just think, if he can do that, what can you do?